Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your frantically fatigued firefly. How are you? I'm doing well in yourself. I'm all right. Hanging in there, as always. Mm-hmm. You sipping, sipping on some... Some red wine, looking real... It's a red wine blend, you know. Oh, you're being very classy this evening. You know. Age three months in, in uh, bourbon whiskey barrels, you know. Oh. Trying some new things in my life. Well, I am here for it. It smells like red wine, so I hope it tastes good. Never been that big of a red wine fan, so... That's because of that one time in college when you... Yeah. Were being immature i wasn't being immature i was being supportive of a friend who had broken up and our only friend who was of legal drinking age went to the liquor store for us and she got what she liked which was red wine got you so then and you asked me you should have been like listen that's beneath me i didn't know what was beneath me because i never had it before so i blame your sister don't do that but welcome to another episode of lover's quarrel um as always, you know that you can find us on Instagram at Lovers Quarrel Show. Make sure you follow us there on Twitter at Lovers Quarrel Seven, and email us your questions, comments, thoughts, headaches, and heartaches at Lovers Quarrel Show at gmail um, Also, you will catch us on Clubhouse um, this coming Tuesday at seven thirty, unless otherwise noted. We're trying to change platforms. Um, and see how that goes. Last week we did our inaugural uh, fireside chat on Clubhouse, and it went pretty well. It was intimate, but we had some familiar faces. We had some not familiar faces, and we're looking to grow over there. So, and also, you know, if you need an invite, just DM us, and you know, we might be able to help you out with that. So, just be on the lookout. But with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our elevator. I'm going down. Oh, I am too. Oh, so it doesn't matter who goes first. I'll let you go first. So, going down. Um, I would say the work <laughs> has hit the toll for me, and it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. it's stressful. Um, and, and again, not, not just work, but I also think being stuck in the house. Um, is really just like, all right, another, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's a difference between, like, wanting to stay home and, and just... Being forced to stay and home. And again, we're not forced. I mean, I, I could do anything, but again, I got to think about you. I got to think about Tatum. I got to think about my in-laws. Like, I got to think about other people. I can't just think about myself. So I've tried to be as... Uh, mindful. Mindful as possible. But it's just like, it's kind of no escape. Like, you know, I've never been more excited to, like, go run errands or like go to the store like it's it's sad that it's like like that gives me joy right now but i'm just going down because i just think i I think everything hit me like a ton of bricks and it's Mm -hmm. just like again the world is still the world doesn't know what it's doing and it just shows like you know we're sending people teachers back to school but there is no plan like we didn't think about the what ifs we're just like well we got to send them back so we got to send them back and it's just like no like the plan should be like we should just shut down everything should shut down and then y'all figure out what the plan is like to me it's that that would make the most sense i mean but making sense is common sense you know ain't something that isn't uh is commonly found and you know i i hear you with like feeling like you're hitting a wall of sorts like you know there's i i really like 
I don't really have a, like a desire. Like I was, I was talking on on my on Twitter. I was looking, and I was saying how like I really want to find like a hobby, and I don't even know. And I was telling you about it. Like I don't, I want to, but I don't even know where to start. And I have like no desire, like even to like watch TV. Like I don't binge stuff anymore. Like the last thing I was really into was Lovecraft Country, and then outside of that, like I'm just not motivated or inclined or interested to watch anything new really to check out like a whole bunch of new movies or anything like that it's cold it's snowing currently as we're talking it's about to be like a blizzard or not a blizzard but we're definitely about to get a bunch of snow out where we live and it's not like i can just go like for a walk or anything like that so and you know like i'm right there with you where it's like a trip to target a trip to the grocery store is like oh good i get to get out the house a drive down the road is like enough just going to my sister's house is enough has has to has had to be enough because it's like i'm not going out to restaurants i'm not traveling i'm not well, seeing friends that is true i'm hoping that within the next few weeks because the, the valentine's day weekend we're supposed to be getting the rest of the home project stuff finished and then i'll be able to like have my gym and then maybe that can be a hobby for i mean i'm down for it i'm uh, the fitness aspect of it i'm trying to get back in I, I i will say i am trying to get back into yoga so i'll, I'll explore that you next month. apple watch they have like apple watch has like apple plus fitness mm-hmm. and you can like do like workouts or yoga stuff using the that goes with your watch but you can watch it on tv well, I'm down for that too. I did not know that the watch had that feature. Um, but yeah, I feel you on that. And it's it's hard. It's hard. It's it's the fatigue of COVID. And, you know, I'm not going to cave and do some like irresponsible or like reckless shit. But it, I'd be lying if I didn't say like, I feel, I feel it too, you know? But, I think that's what it is. I, th- I think I'm just feeling the, the fatigue, like... Yeah, doing the same shit over and over. Like I'm telling you, I can't wait to there's some normalcy. Like I'm out of. Mm-hmm. You remember in, uh, in Cars when Lightning McQueen when they <laughs> took the boot off him and he was just he ran ghost. Off. Yeah, that's exactly what we'll be at. I'm not mad at that. So what is your down? So I have several. Oh, but they're they can be short and and to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, do do what you feel, love. This is your moment. So. Go to hell to these clown, to whoever these clown ass niggas are that were removing the filter on the silhouette challenge. That is pretty trash. Y'all are fucking lames. Y'all are whack. Like, this is why you, people can't do fun things or things that feel, make them feel empowered and, and share it with their, their timelines and their feeds because some, pervy kid or pervy guy with you know probably no girl let's just say pervy person it's pervy person because you over here just presuming that it it has to be a man and i'm and again it probably was a man but still exactly don't don't make it seem like it's just all men anyway i didn't say it was all men you got it it. these particular pervy motherfuckers my fault go ahead who ain't probably got no girl nor a door frame for her to do a silhouette challenge in living on your mama's couch doing this type of shit is whack and on that kind of on the same wavelength as far as like violating or making like 
trying to have a, an impact on a, on women or a woman's sexuality. Also, and this one is to peep. This next part is to people because it wasn't just men. To the people who slut shamed poor Chloe Bailey. She just was on. I just saw on Twitter. She was on live, like explaining herself and crying and everything else because now that she's like embracing, show, embracing her, sexiness. her sexiness, people are slut shaming her. People slut are shaming her saying what though? Just I don't even know. Like talking about, like talking about like she thinks she all that. Talk about like how she needs to like I don't know if she needs to cover up or she doing too much. Like niggas just hating, and I say niggas like as a like a, as a universal term for people, like. Just hating. And I'm like, you. she's 20 years old. She's bad as fuck. And she deserves to be able to embrace her sexuality, to show off her beautiful body or her face, and whatever way she deems that she's comfortable with. And then it's like, you know, people noticed that she had more of a curvy shape before she maybe was doing a little bit more of like the silhouette challenges and and the the busted challenges and stuff like that and then then now because she's like outwardly embracing it on her on a public platform it's a problem and it's like yo women are damned if they do the damned if they don't if you don't do any of this shit you're prude and you this that and other if you do it then that then you're a slut or you're a whore and all that stuff and it's just like yo People be so worried about what somebody else is doing when it's just like, yo, all you do is you sound fucking bitter and you sound mad because you don't got a body that banging or that you got so much time on your hands that you're worried about what she is doing. And you got this baby, and I'm not, let me not use baby, she's a young woman. You got this this young woman feeling like she owes you random motherfuckers an explanation and she don't owe people shit. But that's what happens when you're in that world and you allow followers and stuff like that i mean unfortunately i'm saying if it was me i wouldn't give a fuck i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do but but she's still you know you're right but it's just like you know it's easier said than done and she's a in a very vulnerable space and time in her life and she's beautiful and she's talented and she's got this great body and she's got all these things going for her and she wanted to, and she's exploring her public persona. And I don't see nothing wrong with it. And but nothing, there's not a, a single iota wrong with it. So fuck you, whoever, made, whoever tweeted, tagged, posted, commented, whatever, trying to make her feel away that there wasn't anything besides get it, girl. Like, you're like, just, you're whack. Like, you're whack as fuck. And my last thing is from the education standpoint, which is, like I said, we are in the middle, in the Northeast, in the middle of a pretty heavy snowstorm that will be lasting us from, sun, has started Sunday and will be lasting us into Tuesday. And like, give everybody a snow day. We've pivoted to online learning and it just seems like with that, the the end of the, the snow days as we know it are over. And I understand that it's great that you we can, maintain some consistency because you know when you like there was a time one year when i was teaching sixth grade and we had a week off because it was just such a blizzard and we couldn't get to school and that does impact a lot but snow days are built into every school district's calendar like they allot for a certain number of snow days and so i just wish excuse me i just wish we could Still, like on a day like tomorrow, where it's probably going to be snowing all day, it's going to be ample. Kids could go outside and play. Like, there has to be some semblance of childhood and of those types of memories that kids like in this this day and age just still have 
be be able to experience and i just wish that they would they're not they already sent the communications that like in-person learning for the groups that are doing it or like the meal distribution student learning centers and the meal distribution sites are closed but everybody's just switch if they were going in person anything they're switching to online and everybody who's still been online is staying online and it's just like cut everybody a break the kids the teachers like it would be such a great morale booster but you know a lot of school districts aren't going to do it but i have seen some in dc and in like like kind of like outside of new york city in the areas that are getting hit that have called it but it's not happening in Baltimore, as best as I can see, and it's not happening in a lot of places, and I really feel like it should, because kids and teachers and everybody kind of deserves that, like, the excitement of, like, oh, it's a snow day. Like, it's a rite of passage. Yeah, but you can't, you can't get snow days anymore because you can work from home. I get it, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. It, just because you can do it doesn't mean you always have to do it. That's no. the thing. Yeah, but, but America is based on. I mean, it's about productivity. We do and, about rules, yeah, and yeah. we think that you have to do these things. You know, there was people who thought that you can't work from home, you can't be productive from home, and here we like, are. When they were forced to do it, now it's kind of like, what do you do? How do you go back, or how, how do you decide to do it? I mean, I mean, the parents can also just be like, listen, stay home. Oh, some Turn are. Off. Some are. Some are going to be like, I already saw on Facebook. Some parents are like, I'm not making my kid log in tomorrow. Because if, either because... Are you of, making Tatum log in tomorrow? Is Tatum going to log in tomorrow? I probably will only because I don't want her to feel as though she is... I mean, her day is also shorter, so... It is, and she would... But Tatum would feel left out if she felt like all her classmates or her teachers were there and they talk about something from from Monday on Tuesday and then she didn't... She missed it. Like I don't want her to be the thing. That's why I would rather it be like a. I mean, no. I I I'm I'm saying I I understand your point, but I'm also saying Tatum class is like an hour and a half, so it's not yeah. even like it's not an all day thing. Yeah. She still will get time to play in the snow. I'm I will make time for her to go outside with her and make a little you know moments, even if it's for thirty minutes or an hour. I'll join you. I'll take I'll take a lunch so we can go play with Tatum outside. I appreciate that because she would really, really love that because that little snow tube thing, she was had a ball. And I hope so, I have clothes. <laughs> that fit or like just winter clothes or both? Both. Well, just layer up in some sweats and, and put on your boots. Put on some socks. A couple layers of socks. I got my, my rain boots. I'm going to put them on. Two layers of leggings and my we'll coat. We'll figure it out. out. I'll definitely figure it out. But yeah. But that because it's it's memories and she she deserves. I it. didn't say no. I'm not saying you don't have to try to make it make sense to me. I, I get it. I'm I'm just thinking of how I can make it work. That's it. That's what I said. I'll take my lunch break so that way we can enjoy. Yeah. So that being said, we're gonna get off our kind of miserable elevator because we leave those miserable niggas on there, and we're gonna jump into our relationship tip of the week. Um. My relationship tip of the week is pretty simple and it's something that I recognize that I need to work on and it's not anything new, which means I need to do better, which is to demonstrate and my suggestion to you all in in relationships is to demonstrate random acts of affection. Um, You know, if you do 
and it's about finding a balance, right? Because if you do it all the time, it's not so random. But if you do it so few and far between that it seems like alarming or strange to your partner, then you might need, you know, you could probably stand to do it a little bit more often. And that was something that I know I need to work on. I asked TJ like out of the blue for a kiss today. And he kind of looked at me like that was random. Like what? And I just, you know, wanted to, he was walking by and I thought like, I just want to kiss my husband. And, but because that's something I don't do often, sometimes he finds it like a bit jarring, I guess. And with that being said, like, I'm like, all right, I need to be like more mindful of that. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. That's my relationship tip for this week. Simple, so I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't really have, I didn't have a tip. I was about to concede. But then you just said something. So my tip is based off of what what did happen. Like I again my tip is be open to change. Good tip. And I say that because again, when Danny asked me to kiss her, I'm like I was already like typically Danny has bad timing. I feel because I'd be like on a mission or ready to do something. And then that's when she wants to like get me. But I've learned to just accept it because, you know, if I if I'm asking for affection and then she tries to do it the way that she does it, but then I'm not ex- uh, uh, receptive to it, mm-hmm. then she's not going to do it. So it's like it's kind of like as she's telling y'all to be uh, more spontaneous and, and just do it. I'm going to say for those, be spontaneous in receiving it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, there you go. I think that's, we can call that a tie because it's kind of like they go hand in hand. They're complementary to each other. I think I won, but I get you. Not if he was about to concede, nigga. The fact that I was able to come off the top of the dome, that was like a freestyle. Like I think, I mean, it's a, it's a you, glass half full mentality. You wrote you yours down. You came in unprepared. You wrote yours down. And I came off the, the top with it. Feel me? Well, before I wrote it down, it came from my brain. So you should see him with this wine glass, y'all. This nigga <sighs> thinks he's such a rich bitch right now. Why gotta be all that? He's sitting here like a rich bitch. Uh, Why gotta be all that, though? Because <laughs> this is how you're supposed to hold it. You, you're supposed to, no, you're supposed to hold it by the, the stem. You're not supposed to hold it by the the. Whatever this called, the well, the bulb. I don't remember. Supposed to hold it right here. My, my, my. You're supposed to hold it like here. Nah. And so. Nah, I like it right here. Yeah, I don't think you should hold it like that either. You'll drop it. Exactly. And, yeah, but I'm just telling you, like that's how like the sommeliers hold their uh, wine. You hear that sipping? And just and here I am. Just, I only had. The, I'm trying to be quiet with my drink, and he's. I just had the, nah. They they had to hear. I wanted them to taste what I could taste. Feel me? They taste. They they they, they would taste that. <laughs> and I don't want to drink wine because I made this fire ass chicken and shrimp Alfredo from scratch. Yes. Shout to my father. Yes. Fire. You know what I mean? So it was. I was just trying to see if this was a good pairing. You was know? it? Not really. <laughs> I think this is better with like the uh, steak? with steak. Yeah, I feel like that's what they always say. Like red wines go well with like red meat. But the, the your dinner was phenomenal. And side note, y'all, once you have fresh pasta, you will never want to go back. Like we, when TJ had um, our our good friend Mikhail come over, who's Penthouse Eats. Shout out to Penthouse Eats. Um, cooked dinner for me back in like October, I think. 
she used fresh like fettuccine noodles or something like that and they were so good like they're so different than just getting the box and you boil the noodles and stuff you will it'll change your life and so between the fresh noodles that he purchased and then the um made from scratch alfredo sauce and the well-seasoned shrimp and chicken even though i don't eat shrimp like that but i eat all the chicken pieces and it was phenomenal so thank you for that dinner another tip get you a girl who don't like seafood you know what i mean <laughs> so that you goop you know what i mean exactly when we go to the bachi nah give me her shrimp feel me Yes, and whenever he gets crab legs and stuff. Exactly, she don't even want it, you know what I mean? Other people be like, oh, nah, you know what I mean? You crack it, you got all your meat over there, they be like, oh, can I have some? Nah, my wife don't even want it, feel me? That's why he married me, y'all. Exactly. Because <laughs> I ain't like, cause I ain't like, uh, see, I don't like seafood that heavy. But, um, all right, so now what we are going to do is we are going to jump into our black history fact and... I mean, by the, when this episode drops, it will officially be the beginning of the beautiful, wonderful, shouldn't be the shortest month of the year, Black History Month. So that in itself um, is a phenomenal fact. We are in black, back in Black History Month. and Seems like yesterday. I know. So we've been doing... It's so crazy that March is like right here. We about to be a year in this pandemic. That's so crazy. That's another birthday I ain't gonna get. Yeah. Not it's not gonna definitely. I mean, it might be a little bit better, but not really because yours was right. I mean, this I'm, chapter I'm shut not down. going nowhere until it's like you can go. Yeah, that, but that's because these nakers out here are just not doing what they're supposed to do and not listening and not following protocols. I mean, I wouldn't listen either. I mean, if I wasn't married to you and I didn't really care about like my family and friends, I'd be out here like fuck it. We all going to get it. But I'm trying to be responsible. So. I, I think the only thing I would say I might be doing differently is I might make more attempts to see my friends, but I damn sure wouldn't be traveling. I wouldn't be going out. I would have. I'm not. I'd have been in a, I, I'm I, too scary. I would have wore a mask, though. Like, I would have always, like, I'd have been masked up. I've been seeing a whole bunch of just, like, I started double masking. Out. Huh? I started double masking this past week. Because yeah. I keep reading articles that saying like it's now. You got, now you got variants and stuff. You got the South African variant, the Brazilian yeah. variant, the UK variant. And it's just like you and you got more people like people getting the vaccine, but not everybody got enough. They don't got enough for the second round and this and the other. Like it's the ghetto. It's so it's like trailer park couture. But that's what happens. You have no one who can give you guidance. Like we have no everyone is doing what they want because Truly, there is no guidance. There is no rules. There is nothing out there. Yeah, we have these. We, trying. we have these little things like oh, twenty percent, twenty five percent people can can be there and all this other stuff. But what's what happens in Maryland? Like, is different in New York, which yeah. is different than Atlanta. It's different. Like, Atlanta and, and that's the issue. Atlanta got no rules because fucking the governor. But um, anyway, but that's that's the issue. The issue is that we have no guidance. So everyone is trying to do the best that they can with what they can, how they can. So And while, niggas are trying to get over because everybody want to just make money. Well, because everything is still, everyone is still asking for money. money. So I know. That's why it's, they it's, have to work. It's not a, it's not a it. thing about just, just doing it just to do it. Like everyone still has to work. Yeah. We're not like other countries people. where they, they shut they, everything down and, 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 they, and they pay people. Stay home. Yeah. Because that sounds too much like having sense. I mean, 
you know, the new administration, they're trying, but you know, you can't fix shit like this overnight. And they're, you know, they're doing a lot in a lot in a short amount of time, but it's still going to be a while before we might really see like the long-term benefits of the stuff that they're putting into place now. And, um, on a political note, fuck Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobart and all of those, uh, Trump QAnon conspiracy theory motherfuckers who are in Congress and are a part of the lawmakers because they need to be expelled from Congress. Um, and I hope that, you know, I just hope that they get whatever is coming to them as far as like they deserve to be expelled. They deserve to be vilified. They deserve to be kicked, like, you know, shamed out of Washington and it probably won't happen, but the wild shit that they spewing and saying is out of fucking control. And shout out to my girl, Corey Bush, the representative from St. Louis, because I bang with her. She's like the new, kind of like the new member, like, of like the squad, which is like the AOC. She's on that wave, like the Ayanna Presleys and stuff. And I bang with her heavy. So, um, but that, but actually it's still Black History Month. And my fact is that um, on February 1st, 1960, the four students from North Carolina A&T College started the sit-in movement in Greensboro, North Carolina at a local um, lunch counter. And by February 10th, the movement had spread to 15 southern cities in five states. So the Greensboro Four did their inaugural sit-in on February 1st, 1960. So shout out to those men. Shout out to HBCUs. And, you know, let this Black History Month, let, you know, Black people continue to thrive and be excellent and rise above. And... Be great, because it's our month, and we deserve all the things. Black Lives Matter and all that jazz. So that's all I got. So legendary poet, Langston Hughes. 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 Hughes was born February 1st. Dope. So he went to Lincoln University in PA. Mm, shout out to Lincoln. And he's also a member of Omega Sub 5, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Okay, okay. So, and you said he was like good friends with uh, Thurgood Marshall. Marshall. Yeah, I would pay to be a fly on the wall with a conversation between them two. You got like the famous poet with the famous lawyer and eventual Supreme Court justice. That's pretty dope. Black excellence. Um. So now, it is time for TJ to try and stump me with his word of the week. Let the record show we are entering the month of February and I have not lost yet. So I'm gonna try and make my streak continue so I can say I had a full one month streak. Um, so whenever you are ready, sir. I'm gonna need some help from my good friend to pronounce this word. Go ahead. Pertinacious. 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 Oh, I have never heard of that word. If you won't take no for an answer, you're pertinacious. Pertinacious. Who's somebody that we know that's pertinacious? It doesn't take no for an answer. Hmm. Who are you thinking? Your mother. Yes, I will agree with that. Your mother is pertinacious. Um, okay. No. Can you spell it? I don't know. All right. Can you let um, Arthur sell it, spell it, say it one more time? 
Hold on. Okay. Pertinacious. Pertinacious. Okay. P E R T E N P E R T A C I O U S Pertinacious. No. Wrong. God damn it. Was it a U? It's wrong. Uh you said an E instead of an I. Pertinacious. So T I N. T I N. You said T E N. Oh, because I was thinking like tenacious, like tenacity. Because tenacity is like you don't. Fuck, man. Now I'm sad. Take that. Ugh. Nothing brings me more joy than to stump you. Especially because you've talked so much shit. Let's see if I can go for another month of okay. undefeatedness. I will I will come back strong next week. <laughs> fine. This will just, you know, keep me a little humble here and there. But, you know, because I'm never too cocky. I'm never too arrogant. But I was, you know, feeling confident because of my streak. You was, you was on a strong eight. Strong nine. On a cocky scale, I'm just That's saying. Not true, but um, I will come back again. Like I said, stronger next week, and you will rue the day that you stumped me this week. So let's go that, on to this quarrel. Yes, let us do that. Um, so I saw this tweet the other day, and I don't know. It made me think. So I figured it might be something worth discussing. And the tweet goes, eventually kids get old enough to see which parent was the problem. Now, you and I are both products of two parent households. And so like, I think that 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 tweet can be can be kind of evaluated and like broken down in different ways depending on what your like parental upbringing look like you know because you know let's say on the most obvious side if you have a parent that was absent and one parent that was present then like maybe it's obvious that the absent parent in some situations the absent parent was the the problematic parent right or you know but then it, it's not, we know that parenting, as, as we've been parents now for going on four years, that it's not that always that cut and dry. And it's not always that simple. So what I guess I want to know or want to talk about is, or quarrel about, is like, do you think that there's truth, even any truth to that statement? And if that's the case, like, what what are some of those, like, signs that people start to see, like, as they get older, that of like which parent or 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 how both parents were problematic so do you even think that this so to start with part one do you even think that this is true like eventually kids get old enough to see which parent was the pro was the problem like is there truth to that i mean of course i mean it's truth in anything mm-hmm. so i mean of course you can see or but i'm like what problem are they just saying like which one was the more problematic parent or are they saying like 
if the parents are divorced or you know what I mean like I think it depends in, in what, on how you in interpret what context. it I think it's how you interpret it so like so I'll say this when I read that I identified with the coming to terms I had to do with my dad as I got older so growing up my I would you know when my parents my parents didn't even like argue per se they just were never really like they were never really seemed like connected and but my mom being my mom was like the way more like vocal parent she let it be known when she was dissatisfied she let it be known when she felt like my dad wasn't doing enough she complained whatever you want to call it she called him or held him accountable right um but she was very like vocal about that and my dad didn't really say much in response so that made me feel like my mom was being like a bully or being mean for no reason so like you know childhood age danny like you know elementary school age danny i used to like get angry with my mom and be like you're so mean to daddy and all this other stuff and my mother wouldn't she wouldn't necessarily like tell me exactly what my father might have said or done but she would just she would kind of like dismiss me she'd be like girl whatever like you don't know or just girl whatever shut up like that type of stuff and as i got older i began to see that my dad who was and is till the day he died my hero wasn't necessarily as like infallible of a of a man as i thought he was and i realized as i you know got into like high school age that he while my mother said how she felt all the time my father was more of a man of like action his word his action spoke louder than his words or his inaction right um and so that's how sometimes he would be like i guess take get his get his get backs at my mom or or whatever and it made me realize and in my situation in my parental situation that i used to think you know so when i was a young child i used to think that my mom was the only problem when in turn it was actually both of them in their own ways um and but you know i feel like anyone would feel that way i mean can feel that way Mm -hmm. about their parents and stuff like that like Mm-hmm. We all know that it's not. I mean, we we should all know that. Like, once you like have dated, like you kind of will see. Like, wait, how am I going through this? My parents had to go. Like, every person have have these things that we go through. Mm-hmm. So it's not. Uh, it shouldn't be like which parent was wrong or you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it's always cut and dry like but I think that there are I think it means that like you start to identify the toxic behaviors that your parents have as you get you get old enough to see the toxic behaviors for what they are I think it comes to there comes a point in time in most adults lives lives that you start to see or identify with your parents not just simply as your parents but as these like whole ass adults that don't have all the answers and don't have everything figured out and fucked up like do said fucked up things did fucked up things were you know did the best that they could as parents but lacked in certain areas and also like 
that don't know that don't know everything and i think that that's a i think in some people's relationships with their families and their parents that there's a dynamic where like one is like way more it's like the scales are tipped in one person's favor more than the other but it's still like there's i think that that's like what that tweet kind of means to me like there's an identification of like oh shit like my parent had like toxic behaviors or my parent wasn't like this all-knowing like saint of a person that i thought that he or she was they are flawed but i think it's also about how that might have impacted you as their child in the long term as well you know because we're all products of like our parents or parent you know traumas or their like their own traumas their own histories end up like falling on us or they're you know and 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 a lot, i mean i would and there i would say like most most parents are doing the best that they can with what they have with the tools that they have and with the information that they have i think that's the most important thing that people have to figure like they have to understand like you can't get mad at your parents if they couldn't teach you something or you know because like if they were never taught that or they never seen it they can't pass that on to you Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you got to appreciate what your parents was able to give you and kind of appreciate what they couldn't because then it makes you kind of be like, well, if my parents didn't think this way, then I'm going to think this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's definitely truth to that. And I think that there's like a and I think the two it's too like even because like put it like this, right? To that point, you're going to have things that your parents taught you that you personally like don't subscribe to. So you're going to like, you know. We, we a la carte that shit when we're parents. Like, when we become parents, it's like, okay, you and I pick, kind of cherry pick things from our own upbringings that we decide to take with us in our upbringing of Tatum. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of stuff, too, that me and you choose to not take with us that your parents and my parents is taught to us because we're like, we didn't like it or we don't agree with it or we have, or, you know, times have changed. So we feel like it's a different approach that we should take with it. And that's okay. And the same thing is like the things that they didn't get around to teaching to us or showing us because they didn't know or they didn't think it was important or it was the, you know they they or whatever reason we we do those things because we we've deemed it important or necessary and it's like i feel like that's how like the cycle continues you know and tatum's gonna do the same thing if she chooses to be a mother one day she's gonna be like oh i'm gonna do these things i'm gonna i'm gonna do things like my parents in this way but then there might be shit that we did that we do in her upbringing and she's be like i'm not a fan of that and i'm not taking that with me with my own child yeah that'd be true but i think it's like i think ultimately like that tweet really comes back around to the the moment you start to realize your parents as like whole ass human beings before they were parents because before anyone was a parent they were their own person and I don't know about you, but there's I still have days where I'm like, yo, who authorized me to be this girl's mother? Like, I have no clue what I'm doing or what's going on half the time. And it's like, and I got to, like, teach her about life, how to read. <laughs> like, you know, I got to teach her not to be an asshole. Yes, because she's teach her the just... force is strong in her daddy on that one. So I got to like. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, I say that, I, I say that jokingly, but I do mean it. Like, part of my like goal as a mother is like, I just don't want to raise an asshole. Like, 
because assholes are the worst and you know and you and you still like you know you don't you want her to be not an asshole but I don't want her to be a pushover I don't want her to be like a simp but it's like how you know you want to give her you want to give your kids everything you can to be to help strike that balance but I think some parents you know some parents don't they some and sometimes one parent does a does a much better job of like covering for the flaws and the toxicity of the other parent. So it's not until you get older that you realize that like oh one of my parents had a lot more toxicity to them than I even realized. Yeah, but I mean you shouldn't even be like I'm not even I wouldn't be doing that because at the end of the day their relationship is their relationship and I mean you can see situations differently, but I'm not gonna be like. This parent is more toxic than this parent because, like, it doesn't... What do you mean? You mean, like, you, as the child, would say, like... You I'm like, saying, like, for myself. Like, I, like when I look at my parents, I just see them as two human beings who are together. And they have their quirks and things that works for them. Like, they tolerate whatever for them. So, I may not... Like, if I was in a situation, I may be like, no this doesn't work for me, but it's worked for them. So it's like for me to say like this person is toxic because I don't, I don't know the, the background that's behind whatever the issue is, you know? But I think even like to the point of like, okay, so there's like toxic behaviors that like maybe they, and not like just like a, a set of parents or whatever. Maybe there's toxic behaviors that a set of parents, one parent has that if, the other parent doesn't shield the child from that, it could, you know, they, they see how that could have a negative, a long-lasting negative impact on that, that relationship. So they, they protect the child from that. And then you also have, like, the... But then, you know, so but then as you get older, the other parent, the parent that's trying to be, kind of shelter that child might take a step back and let you start to see them for who they are and that can be kind of shocking or jarring or it could be somebody who has like like not just a toxic personality or personality traits but it could be like toxic parenting skills right but like your pa- the other parent is trying to like cover for it so I think like there's truth to it I just think that it damn sure isn't always just one parent some cases of course like I think any like you said anything any version of this could be true but I think we all end up like seeing. I think less than desirable traits. I think when you get older, you. If anything, I think when you get older, you can see how arguments can start or how issues may start based off of what the parent may have done. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that you kind of see. Like, oh, like who? Like, be more like inclined to be like. Like, if this situation happens, she's gonna do this. And then he's going to do that. And now they're going to be here. You know what I mean? Or if this situation happened, he's going to say this. And once he say that, now she's going to... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you you could kind of be like... You kind of... You like, see, like, the triggers happening. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And whereas before, it might you might only see, like, the fallout. And then you might be like, oh, you were wrong or whatever. When really, you didn't see all the, like, picking that yeah. one person did that led up to that. You just see like the fallout. Exactly. Yeah, that's very true too, and that could be a thing that you come to that realization. You'd be like, "Holy shit!" Like I th- always thought it was just like this person, and that, I think that speaks to like my could be spoken to like my upbringing a little bit. Like I was always seeing the reaction, but I wasn't always seeing 
the catalyst to to that cause that because my mom's reaction was a lot more like louder louder and verbal and like and, and transparent and my dad's maybe sometimes his, the catalyst that he might have served it was a lot he moved a lot quieter with it mm-hmm. and so it for me it painted a certain picture but as i got older i realized that that picture wasn't accurate and that it was a little bit more balanced as far as the the blame to be shared about why they weren't good together or why they you know didn't work out you know and it humanized my dad and it hurt you know it hurt, it hurt for me it, and it hurt my my feelings some because for a very long time he was like again could do no wrong but what i'll say is that it it, it was a good thing that happened, but it, it also, like, it didn't, in my situation, because my dad and my mom were never, they were great parents. They were just not great spouses to each other. Um, not Or not to each other, for each other, I should say. But you. That, that, like, that's where I was able to still have a good and a great relationship with my dad and my mom till my up until you know till this day until the and until the day my dad passed away because their behaviors humanized them to me but it didn't change how I viewed them as parents if that makes sense but you shouldn't have changed how you view them as parents N- not in that, not in my situation because how they what I what I came to know and what I came to realize as I get got older made me look at my dad differently as like a man and as a husband but it didn't it didn't necessarily impact who he was as a father to me and so like but and so for me like that's always going to be like that's his primary role in my eyes it's my dad and my mom's is my is primary role is my mom so my my first correlation with them is how they relate to me and then and then I see how they relate to each other and to other people and and so on and so forth so you know, I'm curious to know. I think you know we should definitely talk about this on Tuesday when, you know, as far as like is the 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 validity to the statement, and then like I I would love to hear from like people who have maybe like had a different parental experience or maybe single parent household and like or like a parent that was kind of like in and out of their lives and stuff because I think that that tweet takes on different meanings depending on your particular family dynamic growing up. And or like if you feel like or if you're a parent and you feel like your partner, like your child is going to grow up and see you or your partner as like the tox, like as the, the one to blame or something like that for on a certain topic or area. You know what I mean? So I'm curious to hear about that when we talk to you guys and as well as, you know, your thoughts on Chloe Bailey and niggas fucking up the silhouette challenge and if COVID fatigue and all that stuff, because I think that. We, I would love to really like hear what other people have to say about that too. You agree? I do. Well, all right, folks. We're going to wrap this sucker up. And again, catch us on Clubhouse. We will be there on Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. sharp. Make sure you, if you need an invitation, I have a few. So slide in our DMs and we can make sure you have one. Come prepared to share. We're going to moderate and do all that jazz. Um, we hope that you can join us. And, you know, make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram at Lovers Quarrel Show, on Twitter at Lovers Quarrel 7, and email us your thoughts, suggestions, headaches, heartaches at Lovers Quarrel Show at gmail.com. 
Um, can't wait to hear your feedback on all these things. Um, and yeah, this has been another episode of Lovers Quarrel. And I am your girl, Danny. And I'm your guy, TJ. And you know that we fuss. We fight, but, but we, we love. love. Bye. Bye.